He's the man in the back of the room. Y con la voz de Dios. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, CEOs where to go, and stars when to shine. But as he likes to point out, Who cares? I care. It's true, she cares. And so does he. He's entertainment and production agency owner and meeting and event master, Anthony Bellotta. She's his Agent 99, and you're about to be Bellottified. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bolotified, the one, the only pod about events, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bolotta, and I'm here as I am every week with the delicious, always optimistic co-host, Alexia Cristina Postolidis. Hi, Alex. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So, what's on your mind today? Oh, I'm glad you asked, because this morning I woke up thinking, which means huh? don't kill crickets in the house because it'll, you know, could bring bad luck. So, um, for example, I'll go ahead. What? Yeah. Like how? Like, okay. So <laughs> I would never kill a cricket in my house. I just want you to know, okay, unless, good. you know, I had no other choice. There's because... always a choice. I, okay. So yeah, tell uh, me why tell... Should... Okay. So cousin Christos. He didn't listen to his yaya and he killed a cricket in the middle of the night. But yeah. the next day, the annual fundraising gala for Kivotos to Cosmo, for which yeah. he was the gala chair, was scheduled to take place. Yeah. Fortunately, shortly after, you know, the killing, an unseasonal blizzard hit the city, snowing everybody in, prevented the gala from taking place. It took a cadre of Yaya's knitting a hundred tiny cricket dolls and placing them around Christos's home to ward off the curse. Oh my Lord. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. I asked. Yeah, you got to listen to the Yaya. So <laughs> I had my, my time. What's on your mind? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Is it what I'm thinking? Uh, yep. <laughs> Today's tip of the day is, are you contracting a hotel or venue for an event? Before signing, understand any and all additional venue imposed costs you will incur. Now, parking for attendees might come to mind first, but many hotels and venues also charge fees for power, including plugging into wall outlets, by the way rigging into their ceilings, using their Wi-Fi network, and feeding your staff volunteers and audiovisual crew. So keep those costs in mind when you decide to contract a venue. And that is your tip of the day. Okay, before we get started, if you're a new listener, please take this time to like and subscribe. Go ahead. We'll give you a sec. Why, thank you. Okay. So we, again, are lucky to have two beautiful guests with us today. They are a California-based sister pop duo. And at ages 11 and 13, they formed an all-girl band for which John Stamos, yum, produced a pilot that Disney held to replace <laughs> Hannah Montana. I'm telling you, Greeks everywhere. It's a good thing. I didn't know um, that was his name. John Stamos, <laughs> John Stamos yum. yum, it is. Yeah. It is. Now you know. The more you know, it pays to stay in school. Yes. The pilot led to another musical TV series in Europe for five years. Wow. During this time, they continued to play hundreds of live gigs and wrote songs for shows on Netflix and Disney. And they did all of this. And this is mightily impressive while Kalina was going through chemo talk about resiliency especially in such you know young women so yes. please welcome Kalina and Kiana hi hi How's hi it going? well we're doing just peachy how are you we're doing great, great. so who's Kiana I'm and Kiana and you're I'm Kalina. And you're Kalina. Yes. It's so nice to meet you. Uh, we were doing the pre-show, and I had to, uh, I had to come clean and and say to the ladies, I really never met you, and they knew that because they hadn't met me either. <laughs> so because we've never met, we're going to start the podcast with a little icebreaker. Do you mind? Love it. Mm -hmm. It's a little something we call ten quick questions. Ten quick questions. Yay! 
Okay, question number one. And uh, why don't we start with you, Kiana, and then Kalina, you answer second. Mm-hmm. Kiana, do you believe in miracles? Absolutely. Kalina? Yep. 100%. Okay, Kalina, do you, what do you love most about what you do? Mm, that's a good question. Um, probably just a sense of being creative and getting to create music and perform and make people happy and just all those good things. Okay, Kiana, wow. When was the last time you tried something new? Well, um, trying something new is hard for me in some areas and really fun for me in other areas. Um, When it comes to like travel, going to new places, love it. I literally have like a list of places. I just went to France for the first time. It was incredible. Um, When it comes to like food, I don't try new things. And everyone knows like, you can't make me, I'll try it when I want to. I didn't try a PB&J till I was 20. So it's just, A PB&J? And I just decided, I just decided one day it's time. She's stubborn. So, yeah. Wow. So, uh, all right, well, I have to go on. I can't ask you about the PB&J, but I really, really want to. I know. Uh, We'll talk later. (laughs) We'll talk later. Kalina, what's the first word that comes to mind when you think about you? Ooh, um, kind, I think. Kiana, what about you? Fun. Yeah, I like them. They're a great combination. That's why it works. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We're a good team. Kalina, pick one. Award show or beauty pageant? Ooh. To be in or attend or you, you decide. Wow. Uh, well, I guess I'd say award show because I want to win an award. <laughs> there you go, Kalina. What is the most memorable live concert show or festival you've ever experienced? Oh my gosh. Um, I've seen Paul McCartney. Mm. That was amazing. Um, and then I've seen Twenty One Pilots like six times, and they're just amazing performers. And that's been that's so one hundred twenty six pilots. That's a lot wow. of fun. That's a and lot. that's good math. That's good. yeah. And that that equals probably its own award show. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> TV humor. Alina, what do you think about while you're driving? Ooh, um, nothing. Because honestly, I'm just overstimulated as a human being all the time. And so when I'm in my car, that is my time of silence and thinking, or I guess, I mean, I guess I think about things, but I like don't listen to music and I just process. Kiana, how about you? What do you think about while you're driving? Oh, you know, I think about whatever's going on that day. I'm a verbal processor. So I like, I think, but then sometimes I just kind of like, I think the most when I talk to people, um, but sometimes I just listen to music. Lately, it's just been Harry Styles, Harry's house album. On That's all I'm hearing too. Harry Styles, yeah. Harry Styles, Harry yeah. Styles. Yeah, yeah. Kalina, if Mickey Mouse weren't famous, would you have him over to your house for dinner? <laughs> How would I know him if he wasn't famous? <laughs> I'm like washed up now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, if I have the choice, sure. Like, it'd be entertaining. How about you, Kiana? Absolutely. Does Minnie get to come? Absolutely. Whatever you want. You know, I she's wa- she might be washed up too. Yeah, she's yeah. Nothing without him. But maybe you know. they need help. <laughs> Would you serve them PB and J? That's all I want. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think I like. Um, almond butter better than peanut butter, so oh. probably be an A, B, and J. Okay, oh, that works. Oh, yeah. I know somebody that's exactly like you, <laughs> Kiana. Yeah. Have you ever done drag? Well, for some reason, I thought you were going to say drugs, and I was like, well, no, <laughs> no to both. Okay. So, no to well, both. Well, <laughs> well, then I would just encourage trying one of the two at some point <laughs> in your life. I don't know. Great advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> We like him no drugs, no drugs. And if I've learned one thing, it's you have to listen to your yaya. So. That's right. right. It's the moral of the day. <laughs> okay, Kalina, what's the one thing you wish you could stop doing? Oh my gosh. Um, probably having to like clean everything. <laughs> I'm such a neat freak. Like sometimes I'm like trying to go to bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's so messy. And then I just get angry all of a sudden and I just start cleaning and I wish I could stop doing that and just leave it till tomorrow. <laughs> what about I feel you? you, girl? <laughs> One thing you? I could stop doing? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Well, you're I practically think, perfect in every way. I'm literally, this is the thing, you guys. I'm perfect, and there's nothing I need to stop. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I love maybe, it. <laughs> maybe stop feeling so rushed all the time. Like, I feel like I'm, oh even when I'm driving, I'm not in a rush. I'm in a rush. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like probably stop rushing through life. I so feel both of you because I can't stop cleaning either. This morning, I was trying to get out the door, and no, I had to sweep the floor first. For what reason, I don't know, but it yeah. had to be swept. When, it hits, right. when that need hits, it hits. It like hits. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. And it, could you, be, it couldn't hit for months, and then all of a sudden, like, it, you know, you're about to go to bed. I have to dust. Right, it's like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It's yeah. now or never. Yeah, and it's like this, I get that, yeah. Well, that's saying if you see something, say something, but for us, if you see something, clean it. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. I try to walk around the house with my eyes closed because inevitably I will see it. Yeah, but that's there. why yes. you have that black guy yes, for right. six months and, that's you know, right. it was not, that's right. was not good. <laughs> so let's get right down to the nitty gritty. I'd love to know uh, how what you do impacts the meeting and events community. You are two really incredible performers. You make a dynamic act. So what is it that you feel you do to impact the meetings and events world? Mm. I would say we're really passionate about um, bringing like positivity and joy to spaces. Mm. And so um, like even with the, the songs that we write and the songs we choose to cover, cause you know, normally if you're at like a Kalina and Keanu concert, it's gonna be all of our original music, but like full, you know, sound, everything. When we do corporate meetings and events, it's more of an acoustic sound and it ends up usually being three to four hours of playing. And so we do usually half covers, half originals. Sure. Um, and even in the songs we pick and the songs we write, we try to always, they're not all going to be happy, um, but they're going to be like positive. And there is a difference. Like you can still be sad and like working through stuff. Hopeful. Hopeful, I guess is a better word than yes. positive. And even when it comes down to like the the wording, like nothing is sexualized, like it, it, because there's so much in pop music that's very like hypersexualized, honestly, just like crude. Um, and oh, we gosh. try to just pick songs and write songs that stay away from that so that everyone from three years old to 80, 89 can listen to it, you know? Mm-hmm. I like I, that. Yeah. It's, it's really a good, it hits on so many points. Mm-hmm. The, one of the things that we always try to do in our agency when booking even background music is to is to book what we call upbeat music, which is essentially the same thing you're talking about. It's it's not necessarily fast moving or uh, you know allegro pacing. It's just the messaging is is mm-hmm. upbeat, right? The feel of the music mm-hmm. is a bit upbeat. It doesn't mean it can't be a ballad. Yeah, it just means it's not you know your dog has fleas and your life is over and whoa, whoa, was me. It's, you know, there's, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Totally. So who does the music, who writes the lyrics and, or is it a joint uh, process the whole way through? How does that work? And, and, and how much of a a give and take and a a pull and push is that process for you? Yeah, it's definitely a joint process. I mean, a lot of the time, one of us will just have an idea on our own, but we always bring it to the other to kind of like finish it and work on it as a team. Um, I think there's only been like one or two songs we've kind of written separately, but still like, even so, even if it's a finished song, we still, the other person has input and we work on it together. Um, so it's, it's always really different because sometimes someone will have a melody. Sometimes someone will have some lyrics and, uh, it's literally always a different process, but we do finish everything together. Yeah. And we, and, and sometimes like, I think we will start a song and it might start being about something completely different. And then when, by the time it's done, it's a completely different theme mm. and it's just kind of fun. And we have like, so we do, we're writing trio, I guess, with our dad, we write with him too. And like with all three of our different personalities and perspectives, I think it's really cool. Cause you're not just getting like one person's perspective on an idea. You're getting like three and um like i remember we even started the song sunshine one of our latest singles originally like i had the idea for the hook of the chorus to be like a like a i think it was like a love song or, or like a, a breakup, a breakup like, like like i don't oh, need you i'm doing fine but then sunshine ended up being kind of about something completely different um oh. so it's cool 
Mm-hmm. So are, do you ever fight about a lyric or a melody line? Uh, do you feel so passionate about something that it just has to be a certain way? Do you ever have those discussions or arguments? Not a ton. I think more, more on the production side. I think we've had more arguments. Lyrically, like the songwriting part, we're usually pretty, everything's great. We work well as a team. Production-wise, I think we've had some some uh, arguments but making choices making production choices in the studio deciding on mixes that that is what you're talking about yes mixes um kalina has these like what what do we call them dog ears or like what is it (laughs) like Uh, like she can hear she can hear the craziest things like like she okay so she can hear like when when we're recording vocals right like she and now I the thing is she points things out and now I hear it too it's like you'll hear the tiniest little like mouth noise before you like open your mouth to sing right right and she has wow. these like laser focused <laughs> well, ears it's my pet peeve it's my pet peeve this this is another thing I wish I could change about myself I wish I could unhear it like I was just naive I was just living like Kiana <laughs> blessing <laughs> or curse blessing or curse I know. Right. I know and but I just hear all these things where I'm like oh that needs to be out of the song like I can't have I'm like so annoyed at the way I sing sometimes because I'm like I'm so why do I have so much spit in my mouth like <laughs> it's like the dirt on the floor you just cannot see it i know it. yes yeah. exactly can't unsee it eat and- a green apple before you record it helps with mouth clicks and moisture no and all of that it has to be a green apple okay has to be green apple can you have it with almond butter because i don't like to eat just apples i, I wouldn't be junky. <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't sit on your vocal cords yeah i wouldn't uh, and the, here's the thing is that i can't eat green apples they upset my stomach but oh, it's bummer. i've tried everything but it's the it's something about the pectin in the green apple <gasps> can you chew on trick. one and then spit it out that's like a good you? idea i that, you know hurts? what that's a good idea and think of that you never know see oh my gosh see? you just literally changed my life yeah she's gonna be like carrying our green apples to the studio now it's gonna be in your <laughs> yeah it's in my writer for the studio like and six green apples <laughs> <laughs> that's your writer no no green m&ms but green apples yeah green apples. yeah <laughs> and barney's apple peanut butter uh, barney's apple yeah. butter there's no peanut yeah. and apple butter yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> so what if anything is different now than it was before the pandemic for you if anything has changed since the pandemic, what? Yeah, it kind of just took a while to get back on going. Cause I mean, we did have, we had so many gigs booked for that year mm-hmm. and so many canceled. And oh. um, it was, yeah, we were in the middle of just a few projects um, and everything just kind of was put on hold for a little bit. So it's definitely taken a while to get back. Yeah, I feel like this October, November is back to what our corporate event schedule was like. I don't know if you guys feel that too. Like, oh, yes. Because, I mean, yeah, we had basically the whole year booked out. I think we had 30 gigs booked or something. And in, in 2020, it's 2020, and they all got canceled. Ugh. And so for us, that was like, you know, half a year's income. And so um, I feel like now we're like the world and, everyone's kind of now back to somewhat normal. Um, so did you do any writing during the pandemic? Did you use we the did. time to focus on your, on your material? Yeah, we did. We actually wrote a few, wrote, wrote for a few projects. And then, um, we wrote, I think, I think that's when we released sunshine. Oh. Yeah. It was during the pandemic. No, we released our golden AGP. We like, did release right in 2020. In March 2020. 2020. Yeah. Uh, that actually, you know what? That's the big thing that changed. We were kind of planning on putting that out. I can't remember when it was either like February, 2020. It was like close to March. And then we, we kind of pushed it a few times. Yeah. We were like, everything's so weird right now. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. Right. And, but we ended up releasing it later and, you know, it turned out fine, but yeah, it was yeah definitely weird. We had to, but we did write a bunch during yeah. the pandemic. So how do you motivate one another? one of you wants to write the other one doesn't feel like it do you do you give yourselves space to be lazy and not be motivated from time to time or do you struggle with that partnerships are not easy especially when you're sisters so i wonder how you how you manage to uh, process all of that with 
the relationship of being a sister, writing, performing? Yeah, I think we just kind of like say, hey, we're going to write on this day. And then we do. We schedule it. We do. We, yeah, we're mm-hmm. really, smart. We're really strict schedulers. Kalina keeps us on track. I do. Wow. Now, you know, I'm totally type A from this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we definitely, we schedule it out. So it's not like, well, it's fun because we have more of a team. We have three people. So it's like if one person's not having ideas, like the other two bring their ideas yeah. and then right. we kind of go from there. So yeah, it always works. Scheduling, it really works for us. And inspiration is contagious. I feel like, you know, if you're sitting in a room mm-hmm. with two super inspired people, you're going to get inspired, which is why it's just so important to just work with people. Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. yeah and 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 you, and you do seem to make it work I mean I, I I could admit this we we could say we're gonna have a call and we're gonna discuss scripting for something and we get on the call and nobody is really feeling it and so maybe there's a trinket or two that comes out of that call one a nugget or two but for the most part it feels like we're just wasting time because nobody feels up to the task <laughs> but the but it seems like you managed to push through and it sounds like you're very, very uh, regimented in the fact that when you say you're going to do it, you do it. You don't, yeah. Yeah. you don't move off. I have a question for you because when it comes to writing right that there, there's a lot of vulnerability in sharing your ideas and, and your writing. Are there any bad ideas and there really aren't but are you just super supportive and go well okay that's out here but from that we can do this or it do sometimes you just look at each other and go what were you thinking yeah I know I think we're all pretty like feel pretty safe sharing ideas because we're like I don't think any of us can take offense if we're like no but how about this or like everyone just kind of it's just like a safe space and that's the great thing we like that means everything about brainstorming yeah, I feel like there are really no ideas in brainstorming because yeah. even even if sometimes we preface it with like this is stupid, but here's this, and yeah. then from there they can grow off of that and be like, right. oh well, what about this? And yeah. so that yeah. works well. Yeah. So what about balance in your work life? How do you ensure that you are maintaining balance? Um, we both we try to all have like a call it a Sabbath or like a day off. Um a week and we try, we have all of our time together is really scheduled. And then we have gigs. So we have days where we're not focusing like all of our energy towards music. Of course, like for me, like I'm always thinking about it, but, um, I feel like we both have, we're both married. We have amazing husbands, um, and like good friends. And I feel like we're able to like kind of balance it. Yeah. And we, and we know our priorities. Like, it's definitely for both of us, like, along with music, another priority is we need to make sure that we are going on dates with our husbands. Like, we make sure, you know, the things that are important to us are happening. So more scheduling, I guess. Do you spend a lot of time together when you're not working or writing? It's funny because, like, we spend so much, like, it's so much time together that we don't. I mean, it's not like we don't want to spend time together. It's like when we are working around, we are hanging out because we'll have like lunch or like we have an hour or three hours in the car on the way to, on the way to a gig or so it's funny because it's not like we intentionally hang out all the time, but we are hanging out all the time. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> I mean, recently, it's probably the first time in a while we went shopping. We did go shopping just great. for funsies and it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. So what does a successful event look like to you? Like a successful, like corporate or private event. Exactly. That you've participated in. And it, and it could be about what you've, you've provided that night. What is, what does success look like to you? Yeah, it's, it's funny for us. Sometimes success looks like nobody like everyone just having a good time and not paying attention to us at all like it's mm-hmm. just you know it's just we're in the background but still creating the mood for the evening and that is super successful but then sometimes it's so cool like when people are specifically watching or singing along or just having a good time with us I think it's it's funny that there are those kind of two different types of success when we play an event yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and I think too like 
are for because it's so different than the concert right like a concert a successful concert everyone was like honed in on you cheering after every song like loving become a fan like blah 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 and then a successful event is like you're almost like you're distraction free so no one right like they're they don't yeah they almost don't know they don't notice you. you in a good way yeah right yeah. i could right. tell you what i could tell you what happened at a gig last week that was unsuccessful sure a dog yeah. tell <laughs> oh my gosh mid set comes up it's already funny because when you're playing corporate events you're not it's it's kind of like ironic it's like a band trying to make it you're like okay no one's no one's paying attention to you which is fine that's what you're supposed to do but I'm like it's just funny because this little white dog comes up and like scoots his butt back and poops right in front of us like right in front of our stage it was so funny we started crying laughing but it's like of course this is what like a band trying to make it like right. dogs that are pooping on right. your stage. No one's right. watching you. Right. <laughs> they finish their success. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> who cleaned it up? That's what the I want to know. The, the owner saw it and cleaned it up. But he he was Luckily. laughing too. We were all laughing. Right. <laughs> I was like, of course, of course. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not easily offended. No. Yes. The dog yeah. pooping right in front of you. You have to laugh at those things. Yeah. It's the last thing you would expect at a corporate event is a little white dog to come up in front of you. Yeah, it's funny because it was the one corporate event that said no pets. Yeah, I noticed that too. Two people brought pets. I've never in my life seen pets at a corporate event. Never. And two people brought pets to the one lawn that said no pets. (laughs) (laughs) And we see why because they just poop on the stage. They will poop. Yep. So what, um, if you could ask your clients to do one thing and know that they would follow through, what would that one ask be? Oh my gosh, this is going to sound so diva I I totally know what you're going to say. Get us food on time. <laughs> because literally, have, this is, sounds so diva but we have a, like a scheduled out. Let's say the event starts at six. We plan to get there at four, be set up by five and eat by five. Because if you're at the latest, because if you eat right before you go on, you're burping. Mm. You're like, I just always feel like I'm going to throw up if I eat too close. Yeah. To and like, surprisingly, and it's usually, it's never the, it's usually not the planners. No, Like no. we, you know, it's never, it's always like the venue that's like, oh, we, you know, cause we'll get there in, a, in an event and the planners will be on it. Like you guys are on it. Like your food will be ready at this time. Like three different people will tell us that. And we're like, oh, great. And so then, but then it's like 15 minutes before we go on, it's like bringing out food and we're like, and we have to like scarf it uh, down like real starving. quick. Anyways, and we, normally we've had like a kind of a long drive. It's just, it's funny. It sounds deep. Yeah. But it's like, that's the one thing. <laughs> it was actually the same gig. The dog pooped on the lawn. <laughs> our meal, <laughs> we were supposed to get our meal and they kept telling us, oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And then it didn't come. They're like, okay, well, we'll bring it on your first break. And then it, they almost didn't even bring it on our first break. Yeah. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's never the, it's never the like bookers or the planners. It's usually like the venue itself. Um, and, it, so. and it is, it is a bit of a, um, a process getting those things mm-hmm. done. If you're a planner, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you communicate it to one person, they communicate it to another, they communicate right. it to another and the, blah, 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 totally. blah, blah, blah. but yeah, totally. I, I can't, um, I can't say that we haven't been in that position a million times ourselves. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. trust me when it happens and you see, they're performers and, you know, they're trying to be nice and, and supportive and, and you just feel bad. He's like, I got to feed these people, especially if it's been a long day, got to feed these yeah. poor people, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we just had this issue a few weeks ago in downtown San Diego. We had a band fly in from Miami and they wow. were in their green room waiting for food for hours. And oh. it was just plaguing all of us because we were trying to get them food and yeah. really limited as to how much control you have in that situation. Right. You, yes. right. You can, right. You can pounce on people and say they need to eat, they need to eat, but, but it doesn't make anybody move any faster. Totally. It doesn't make the stew cook any faster. <laughs> that's totally. right. And that's, and that's what happened at this gig. Like the, the, the planners and coordinators were like on it for us and they were mad for it. They were more mad than we were. Uh-huh. And <laughs> And yeah, you can't, it's just, it is what it is, but it's just fun. It's a funny thing. We're like, that's the one thing. The one thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And if you yep. stew, if you stir the stew wrong, Yaya right. will really come down. Yeah. 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 Over the roof. 
That's right. So there's a that. process. There's a process. And I think one of the reasons why you, because you brought up an, appoint, uh, an important point that the planners will be more upset than you. And the reason for that is when in the background, when you have spent literally days and calls and hundreds of emails, securing a timeline, making sure everybody's on board. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. And you're kind of like, well, what was all that time for, you know? Yeah. So it's frustrating, yeah, it's frustrating. And that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And we're seeing yes. that now more than ever with, you know, the fact that people are very, uh, they're, they're dealing with having no staff, short staffed. Yes. And so we're seeing that more and more. And I'm, I'm hoping it'll smooth out with time. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. it will. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? We've got a few exciting things happening. Tell us. Some we aren't well, some we oh, aren't tell us quite what you ready. Can. Some we aren't quite ready to announce, Come but on, we, are we are recording. We are We are recording um a really we, so we don't normally record covers. Um but oh, we are recording covers? a cover that is a mashup between two songs. <gasps> um and if you are at any of our corporate events, we play it. Um, so that is something we can tell you, but stay tuned for the rest. Um, hopefully very soon we will be announcing things on social media, website, all the things. But um, yeah, that is one thing we're working on right now. I mean, it's just us. Nobody else is listening right now. You can tell us. Notice I said right now. Oh my God. <laughs> right now, yeah. yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. I feel like I have no pull. I just can't yeah, get no, anything. Now, do you, are you managed? I've been wanting to ask you this. Does your, does your father manage you or do you have a manager? Yes, we have an agent and our dad is our like main manager. And then we were working with um, two other, it's funny because not many people know this, but um, in the music industry, most artists have like 10 different managers for like 10 different things. You have personal manager, you have music manager, you have, have like an agent for like branding deals. You, I mean, you have whole team of people um and so we're, we're slowly building our team right now great remember every time you put somebody on the team your price goes up so i know <laughs> right <laughs> and um is there anything new other than what you just sort of tease that you'd like to promote let's see probably what about your last our... album we did just so we did release a song this summer called peter pan road and it's about Big Sur um, oh. and road trips and fun. And it's yeah. sort of a nostalgic. Where can people song. find it? Spotify. Uh, Apple Music. Apple Music. iTunes, Amazon. Literally anywhere. Anywhere you stream. Great. Yes. Yeah. It's called Peter Pan Road. So check it out. Uh, yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, I asked you about a successful event. What is, what does success look like to Kiana and Kalina and that's professional success what does that look like Mm -hmm. to you um I guess you can answer after but I guess for me it's like having an impact getting our music out there our message out there and having a a real impact um and influence Mm. because I think like one thing I've been thinking about lately is like there's a lot of like you look at like Instagram influencers you know right like they have hundreds of thousands of followers but they do they actually have impact Right. Um, do they have real influence or is it a bunch of people scrolling past their feed and liking their outfit? You know what I mean? And I don't mean yes. to discount or insult <laughs> or whatever. Like I follow a hundred influencers who I get fashion tips from. Like, it's so great, but like success for us really looks like, like having a real like life changing impact on people. Mm-hmm. Like our, we have a mission statement and it's something we kind of just run every decision we make by, which is to be a positive influence by the way that we live and relate to others through the content we create. And I think if we are, yeah, we want to be a positive influence by the way that we live and relate to others through the content we create. Mm. That's beautiful. Basically. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So basically everything we do is out of that lens. Is it a good influence and are we relating and impacting other people? Did you come up with this on your own? Did you decide you needed a mission? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. It's so impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I have Thank never you. ever met a group, a pair of musicians, an act, talented musicians who have had a mission statement like that and live by it. 
it says so much about who you are and what you want to do in this world. And the focus is not on you and your mission. And that is really so impressive. Thank you for Thank sharing you. that. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. I just have to say, as a parent, that you're bringing beautiful things to the world. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, I, I kind of look at almost everything I do through that scope, through that lens. And so I really do appreciate that very much. Mm, thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. We think it's important to have values and be able to like articulate them and be able to stick to them. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't really know what you believe in or what you're standing for, mm -hmm. you're going to do anything. Yeah. And that's not good. That's true. Knowing your core values is very important. And it's something to me that kids should be taught in school. Mm, yes, mm -hmm. totally. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a question that I, I've been holding back, but I just I have to ask it. It's like sweeping the floor. Um, <laughs> I have this theory, absolutely no proof, no data to back it up, but I'm going to throw it by you and you tell me if, if I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I noticed that when things aren't going so well politically, socially, economically, that the music that comes, that we hear on the radio that's published reflects that, is not mm. necessarily happy, upbeat, positive music. On the other hand, when times are good, I, my theory is that we hear more of that kind of music. Am I crazy or? Yeah, I don't think you're crazy. I think in my opinion, I think that happened a lot more in like the 60s, 70s. Yeah, like I, the Bob Dylan. The Bob yes. Dylan, the, the mm -hmm. Beatles, um, just like all that you hear. I think today, to an extent, but I think at the real like heart, I, I mean, I think it's like the, the golden age of, of music and writing was like the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, I think it happened more then because I think there was a lot more like it's not that there's not depth or like storytelling in songs today, but I think there was a lot more storytelling in songs back then. Yeah, totally, it has totally been agree. interesting though. Like there has been, you know, Demi Lovato had something political yeah. or other people have had. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I would I would agree that it's definitely more of a retro idea, which I do think politics and culture do affect art and art yeah. does affect politics and culture. It's yeah. kind of a circular motion yeah. yeah it's very cyclical mm -hmm. thank you thank you for commenting on that and for making me yeah. feel like i'm not such an idiot uh for oh, asking yeah. a question uh, <laughs> you're so, so not an idiot i can't even <laughs> believe that word came out of your mouth oh please i've been called worse <laughs> trust me um but not okay. an idiot no i've actually been called an idiot wow. which is oh. fine it's okay it's terrible i'm well, not easily offended back. that's right damn it <laughs> okay, before we end this podcast, we really, 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 really have to get to the nitty gritty. <gasps> the Bellotified Five. Ooh, okay. Got it. The Bellotified Five. Are you ready for we the Bellotified Five? Ready. Okay. Yeah, so ready. Okay, so I'm going to throw the question out and you determine who's going to answer it. I'm not okay. going to, I'm not going to focus. Did we get a buzzer? I'm just kidding. We'll just trade <laughs> No off. buzzers, but I can do one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, question number one. What is your golden rule? Mm, what? What? Oh, I was going to say, I think it's our, our vision, our, our mission statement. Yeah, yeah. totally. You go ahead. No, I, I was thinking the same thing. I think it's definitely our mission statement, and that is the lens we view everything through. I don't even nice. know why I asked the question because I already knew the answer, <laughs> but I had to ask. It's on the script. Yeah, <laughs> yes. What is one of your daily habits you strongly believe contributes to your success? You we definitely um, make sure our communication is spot on. Most of the time we have a Zoom basically every day, even if it's just 30 minutes. Like most of the days we meet, we meet like two or three times a week or have gigs or whatever. But on the days we don't meet, we make sure that we have a Zoom and we're communicating our goals and our tasks and the things that we're trying to get done. And that has been so helpful for our success and our just relationships and basically everything I think goes down to really clear communication. Uh, what are the things you tell yourself when no one is listening? I think I'm kind of a, 
an optimist. And so I just, I'm a dreamer. I'm super futuristic. So I feel like I often just like, I'm just thinking about the future and like planning or dreaming, um, <laughs> uh, planning my next trip. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's important for me because I think you can have like, my husband is a therapist. And so he always says like annoyingly wise stuff. And he talks <laughs> about like, <laughs> he's I'm like, whenever he says something, I'm like classic therapist, Ben, he always talks about passive thoughts and active thoughts. Mm. And he always says like, watch almost more importantly than what your active thoughts are, watch your passive thoughts because your passive thoughts are the ones that are usually like negative Mm self-talk or, um, just stuff you're anxious about that you don't even know you're anxious about. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, I, both of us are Christian and, uh, one of my favorite verses is like, take every thought captive. And so it's like really being aware of your mind and how you're thinking and really like, um, there's a book I read called switch on, switch on your brain. And there's a quote in there that says like a negative thought is the most toxic thing you can put in your body. Mm-hmm. And so like really being aware of those passive thoughts that can be toxic and like, like put down a seed or like starting a neural pathway that isn't going to go to a good place. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think it's not necessarily things I tell myself when no one's listening, but it's things I'm constantly trying to be aware of, like taking every thought captive in my mind and not, um, not letting passive thoughts turn into active thoughts. Yeah, we are very, or I mean, me specifically and both of us, I am very strict on what goes in and out of my brain. Like I don't watch R-rated movies. Like there are so many things I just cannot watch because I don't want that interfering with my thoughts. Mm. Um, But definitely for me, I um, do have a lot of just negative thoughts. And I think it's just that, that personality of just like, I need to get things done. Oh, I'm not doing good enough. I'm not doing this. And I think, um, definitely being aware of those things is kind of making it a practice to speak good thoughts into Mm -hmm. my head is kind of what I'm trying to think when nobody's listening. That's sage advice to give yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There, there are quite a few uh, TED Talks on happiness and contentment. Mm-hmm. And one of them I was listening to a few weeks ago, uh, the gentleman was talking about passive thoughts, exactly that. And mm-hmm. the fact that mm-hmm. during the span of a day, our focused thoughts are minute in comparison to the amount of time we have for passive thinking. Mm-hmm. When we're in the car, when we're in the shower, when we're cooking, when we're doing things that don't require us to be focused on that particular activity, we're in passive thinking and we're in that frame of mind most of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really important to be cognizant about what you're putting into your mind at those times because we've got all day to do it. Right. And so um, very wise thinking. Thank you for sharing how you how you handle your own self dialogue. It's really wonderful to be aware of that. And this has been a focus of study for me for the last, I mean, really strong focus for the last year. It's also really annoying to be aware of that because that negative (laughs) thought comes in and then you're like, oh, I just lowered my vibration. Darn it. And then you spiral. (laughs) How do I get it back up? And then you spiral even more. So it's it's a wonderful thing, but it it does take training and discipline. Yes, it takes effort. And that's the thing. I think the biggest flaw in humanity, I think, is that we are just cognitively lazy. Like we don't even want to think about our thoughts. We want to put everything in a box. Like we just don't want to think, but it's so important to think like we need to make sure what we are telling ourselves is not garbage. Like we need to make sure we are telling ourselves that we are enough and we matter. That is very, very true. Very true. All right. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? I would be, I would be 27. Like I, I am 27. Oh, I, well, that's um, perfect. It works. I just feel, I feel me. I guess here's the thing. <laughs> I'm thinking about this right now again, because see, I'm a verbal <clears throat> processor. So I thought about this when I, you guys like, I just thought about this, but, but now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, well, I don't really feel like an age. Like I used to get annoyed people say age is just a number, but mm-hmm. it kind of is. And like, I, <laughs> I'm kind of just like, 
yeah, I'm 27 because I'm 27, but I don't really feel like, what are you supposed to feel? I guess my question right. is, what are you supposed <laughs> to feel like at 27? Right. I guess I would, I guess why I said I'm 27 or I feel 27 is because I wouldn't want to go backwards necessarily because I'm really grateful for all my life experience and all of like the quote unquote wisdom you could say I've gained from living and going through hard things and going through good things. And so I guess I feel, I feel me, I guess I feel Kiana. I don't feel like I'm an age. All is right in the world. It yeah. sounds like, and that's, that's <laughs> perfect. Uh, that's yeah. great for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so happy for you. I love that. Well, now, I mean, now, yeah, I want to hear from you as well because I just love that response. That's great for you. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm glad you're happy. Congrats. Yeah, good for you. Um, right. I mean, I would probably be, I was thinking about it, I'd probably be 25. Like, I'm 29 right now, but I like the thought of 25 where it's like you still got five years till you're 30. Oh, that's <laughs> it. That's what's, that's what's driving you. <laughs> that's what's driving me. And you have so much time to figure it out and do all these things and figure out who you are. Um, not you, you can't do that later. Like I feel totally fine with that, but I think I would feel like I would be 25. I think if um, you were feeling pain or you were exhausted, then you'd be, you wouldn't feel right with yourself and you'd say, Oh, I wish I was younger. So I think, uh, your answers are perfectly, perfectly appropriate. 27, <laughs> 25. I actually wish I was 27 or 25. Mm. Either of those would work for me. You mm -hmm. could add them up and it would work for me still. <laughs> That's yes. funny. Well, it's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kiana, what is your why? This I'd like to hear from both of you. What is your why? What gets you up in the morning? What's your passion? Why mm -hmm. do you do the things you do? I think you've already said it a few times, but it doesn't yeah. hurt to reiterate it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think both of us, I, we mentioned like we're Christian. And so a lot of our like why comes from like our faith and our just hope we have for life and, and, and a joy that comes from that. Um, I think it is funny. Like when people ask like, why do you wake? Like what, what, what gets you up in the morning? What gets you going? I think I'm just like naturally wired to be futuristic and an optimist. And so I wake up in the morning and I'm immediately thinking like, what am I going to do today? What am I eating for dinner? Like what's tomorrow? When's my next vacation? Like when's our next gig? Like everything. And so I think like the deep why I would say is like a deep, like desire and want to have an impact on the world with our music. Um, and I think a, I don't want to say shallow, but a more surfacey why is I think it's just how I'm wired is just like to get up in the morning and like be excited. And that's not to say that there haven't been really hard times where it's been hard to get out of bed or like that I have lost vision of the why or whatever. But I would say right now, that's my why. That's not shallow at all. I just want to point that out. That's that's what people, you know, strive for. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah, I would say I'm actually pretty similar, except I'm not as optimistic. <laughs> I think I'm very realistic, um, but I do. I am very also futuristic and love to plan and um, just really. Yeah, I guess my why is kind of the same thing. Like we just really want to make an impact on the music industry, the world with our music, our positive influence. We want to just be relatable for people because we don't feel like there are too many great film, female pop artists, role models out there that you can relate to. And yeah. I wish there were more of that. So we would really love to be that for people. Yeah. And showing people, one of our biggest things is like, we want to show people you can live a sustainable lifestyle. So like, how do you have rest? How do you not like blow party all the money? time? How do you not party all the time? How do you have a healthy marriage? Like you just don't see that a lot in pop music. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Music, music for the theater, at least, uh, the the purpose of it is to when the when the emotion is so elevated that it can't be spoken, it has to be sung. Mm -hmm. That's what that's where the song comes in in a musical, and mm -hmm. and it tells a story as you've mentioned before, and it helps to progress the story. And and we're not hearing that at all in today's music. Mm -hmm. It's very repetitious and. You know, there's so many expletives, as you mentioned yourselves, um, that yeah. I personally am looking forward to hearing 
your compositions yeah. and to what you produce in the world and put out uh, because Thank we you. need we need to hear that kind of music. We need to hear more of it. Yes, and we agree. Thank you. And you know what? The fact that you're 52. <laughs> now I understand why. No, I'm just kidding. no, it's been a real delight talking with you and getting Absolutely. to know you. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we uh, say ta-ta? Um, I would just say, if you're listening, connect with us on social media. You can find out where we are playing next, what music's coming out. So I think everywhere it's just Kalina and Kiana is our handle. So um, it's K-A-L-I-N-A-A-N-D-K-I-A-N-A. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you, Kalina and Kiana. It was such a great time. And hey, thank thank you you for listening to Balladified. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. And remember to leave us your questions or comments on Bellotta.com backslash podcast. Bellottified <laughs> is a production of Bellotta Entertainment. Hey, that's a lot of Bellotta. Stay engaging. <laughs>